This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Ryan Reed, attorney for Reed and Reed. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Seth. I appreciate it. All right. Special thank you to Robert Lehman, the financial advisor who connected us. Uh, Ryan, let's go back in time just a little bit. How did you become an attorney in the first place? What inspired you to go to law school? Uh, so that is an interesting uh, narrative. So my father practiced law uh, as I was growing up. Uh, and, and, you know, back then it was you, you came a lawyer in the field of the first place you got hired. And the first place he got hired was a, a personal injury firm down in Bradenton. And so he became a personal injury attorney. Um, you know, graduate, time to think about my major. And he was never a follow my footsteps, be a lawyer. No, it was the opposite. It was go be a sports broadcaster, be a doctor, do anything else. And so, you know, my first semester at the University of Florida, you know, chemistry major. During the golden years of national championship, it didn't work out for me that way. And so I switched to business, um, just as sort of a needed a major, switched to business. And then one of the breaks, I think in between sophomore and junior year, we we're just having dinner talking. He's like, well, son, you know, nah, you don't have to say yes, but just throwing it out there. Uh, he was working for a big competitor at the time here in Tampa. And uh, great guys, still like them. So I go to their Christmas party every year. Um, but he's saying, well, I'm, I'm making these guys a fortune, you know, year after year. If you want to go to law school and graduate, we'll open up a firm together. And so I changed my major to English, took business electives on the back end. Uh, Went to law school, passed the bar, and as I'm waiting for my results, I'm, you know, getting our office infrastructure set up for our October 1st, 2013 start date, and then thrown into the deep end. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. So you kind of fell, in, kind of born into it in a way. So what is it that you do every day? Are you a personal injury attorney? Um, so that means different things to different people. What does it mean to you? Yeah, there's, I mean, I know so many great attorneys, um, and you know, everyone's day is different. 
my particular day, uh, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, that's what I'm talking to you about. My particular day uh, is spent uh, about 50-50 between running the business, the, the business side of our law firm, uh, mixed in with networking, uh, as well as uh, lawyering, being the actual lawyer. And so, you know, we are a smaller firm. It's uh, my father, Paul, my myself, my wife, Jack, one of the three attorneys here. We have our, you know, our two paralegals, our receptionist and a bookkeeper. Uh, and so we're a lean, mean insurance fighting machine, I like to say. Um, but while as my, you know, dad and Jackie are all day in the trenches, uh, half of my day is spent on the back end, you know, with vendors and industry colleagues, network, uh, setting up networking functions, uh, keeping the accounts in line, advertising. But then the other half is taking new intake calls, meeting with clients uh, to either, you know, the initial consultation or for various meetings, you know, talk about litigation or uh, deposition preparation, meeting, uh, talking to clients about their case. Uh, and then, you know, the worst, you know, 25 to 30% of the day is staring at the computer screen doing paperwork <laughs> all, you know, every now and then i'll have a novel motion i have to write um, but for the most part in, in our industry it's uh we're a part of a, a pretty uh large plaintiff's bar and a lot of the stuff we're able to have ready to go uh for responses or, or motions on our own so it's, it's boilerplate but you still have to you know tailor it to the specific facts uh, of the case and so it just takes time what types of clients do you in cases do you represent so we only do personal injury at our firm. A lot of lawyers dabble in, you know, maybe you know, criminal personal injury, estate planning, or family law criminal personal. Injury. A lot of, everyone wants to do a personal injury case. I mean, you give me a, you know, a, a FedEx truck that you know broke someone's back. I think most lawyers can probably handle that on their own, unfortunately. Um, but the, the the bulk of the personal injury world is soft tissue in general. In those cases, there's a lot of pitfalls and a lot to be done to avoid making mistakes. Uh, but to answer your specific question, the, uh, in, in Tampa, Florida, a lot of bad drivers, apparently. And uh, so the car accidents make up the bulk of it, followed by, uh, I would say, premises liability cases. Those would be your slip and falls, which, you know, uh, not just slip and falls, mind you. People get hurt on commercial properties in all sorts of ways you couldn't imagine. I mean, uh, one that just comes to mind is guys walking down an aisle um, at a, a large... Um, store. I'm not sure if this one was confidential, so we'll leave the name out. But a large, you know, big box store when the mulch was stacked improperly, and as he's minding his own business, you know, from 15 feet in the air, a giant bag of mulch falls on his head. I mean, that's just one example. So premises liability, people getting hurt on commercial property, followed by, you know, uh, medical malpractice. I would say we take a lot of our, our website is optimized pretty well for that, so we take a lot of those calls too. What are some of the most common mistakes you see people making when it comes to their personal injury case? The biggest mistake I think people make at the outset before they hire a lawyer, and I'm not the type of, we're, we're straight shooters and you know people call us, we're not used car salesmen trying to hook everyone that calls us. We tell people left and right if, if we think they can handle a case on their own, uh, how to do it even, you know, but I think the biggest mistake people make is giving recorded statements to the insurance companies where they divulge all sorts of information that we wouldn't allow to be divulged, you know, prior to their deposition in litigation. Uh, it's such that, you know, cases might have been able to settle without a lawsuit if that recorded statement hadn't been given where you talked about your five prior car accidents and four prior MRIs. 
you know, obviously, you know, we wouldn't have allowed any of those questions to, to for the purposes of the recorded statement. So that's probably the single biggest thing people do is give a recorded statement, answer a deposition-like style of questioning, thinking they have to when they don't. It really should be just about the, the facts of this accident, how it happened, your injuries and medical treatment related to this accident, and, and your economic damages, lost wages or, or bills to date. Anything prior to the accident you're in should not be discussed in a recorded statement, and you should never give a recorded statement to the at-fault insurance company. You have no contractual relationship with them at all, and, and so the only one you are contractually obligated to provide one to would be your own insurance company uh, pursuant to your policy. So what do you, you mentioned networking a lot. How are clients finding you? Yeah, we advertise in, in, uh, in, in Tampa particularly, and I tra we travel a lot, me and my wife and I, and we have family down in South Florida. And, and, but Tampa particularly, I think, is the most competitive personal injury market in the country. You would think, you know, New York, L.A., Miami, it, for whatever reason, it's not. Uh, so if you drive around Hillsborough County, I mean, 90% of the billboards, 85% tall personal energy, you're watching network. You know, yeah, how do you stand out? How do you differentiate yourself? Yeah, and so um, I would say half of our cases probably come from our, our straight marketing campaigns. Uh, we, we do a little bit of everything. So we have our we have commercials on, on digital and broadcast. We have digital billboards around the area. We, you know, we do social media marketing, uh, pay-per-click campaigns. and. I, my wife will be screaming at me if she heard me divulging all of our secrets, all of our I'm, proprietary I'm guessing stations. most firms are doing the same thing. It's just a yeah. question of people resonating exactly. with you versus one of the giant firm. And so, and, and we try to, you know, branding wise, we, you know, we, you know, what is it? Imitations of highest form of flattery. When we first started, we did the whole family shtick, not in suits, on a softball field. And, uh, you know, people thought we were crazy, but, you know, because the other attorneys are in the courtroom flashing their cards, yes. you know aggressive attorneys are standing you know in front of the bookcase no you're right and so we just we tried to make it as as least lawyerly as possible and now if you look a lot of these guys are, are doing the same thing so uh that's how we've differentiated ourselves i think uh just being you know how did george bush win the presidency i guess he's the president you wanted to go have a beer with right so that was the idea behind it and um and i guess the other half would be you know if, if you're not doing a good job for your clients you're not getting referrals from your clients and so the other half i would say and I, i'm making up 50 50 this seems that way would be word of mouth referrals from former clients friends and family uh, which i think is a, a, a anybody that's successful in their industry you know if, if you're getting that you know you're doing something right. absolutely i talk about the business aspect of it because as a personal injury attorney you work on contingency you don't get paid until the case settles or you win, which could be years. How do you balance that cash flow wise? How do you balance that labor wise? How do you run a personal injury law firm roller coaster? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and, and because, you know, I had the benefit of my dad working for uh, another of the big dogs out there and saw how, you know, they did theirs. Uh, again, uh, no disrespect intended, just they, they ran their ship one way. And then we didn't want to do it that way because, you know, the advertising budget is quite extensive. And so at the end of the month, you don't, and, and the overhead for payroll was extensive. Uh, and so we, we never wanted to be in a position at the end of the month where we had to settle a case to pay a bill or payroll expense, et cetera. So we, our goal from day one was to spend as little money as possible, keep, keep our overhead much less than our income because of that delay. 
you know, we, we took out a line of credit initially, never touched it, um, you know, and, and uh, we basically keeping overhead low. Again, we uh, could we hire 10, 15 employees uh, with the income we have? Yeah, but I'd rather, we'd rather do the, keep it into a manageable uh, system where right now, you know, we just keep the status quo. I'll be, I'll be happy in eight years. <laughs> there you go. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, you know, my political answer would be helping people to settle their cases against the insurance company. But quite honestly, I, I, I like maintaining the, the machinations of the firm. Uh, I hate to use the word big picture, but just keeping on top of everything so that it is running smoothly. Again, I do uh, enjoy meeting with the clients um, and, and lawyering to an extent. Uh, I would have probably been a better appellate lawyer. Uh, personally, I, uh, writing is a, a strong suit of mine and, and arguing uh, logic and linguistics is something I really enjoy, but it didn't work that way. So um, for me personally, it's, it's running the business, you know, keeping our, 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 ourselves in a positive reputation in our industry and in the professional world as well uh, is, uh, keeps me going. Because at the end of the day, um, at least for me, now Jacqueline is a different beast. She loves being in the trenches, fighting the insurance company. She hates the insurance company and her clients love her for it. And so if you go to our reviews, I mean, 80% of them probably mention her by name. Um, but for me, it's a very hard job because it's not like if you're, I'm just going to throw an example, you're a, a flooring company, right? You're, you sell tile floors, wood floors, carpeting, and people are, are, for the most part, excited to come get something new. They're excited to have you help them purchase their product and you install it correctly. It's a good product. Everyone's happy. But no one wants to come to lawyers in general, let alone a personal injury lawyer, because you've been injured, right? And so you there's a lot of psychology involved throughout those two to three years because at the scene of the accident, they might as well have forgotten about that. A defendant who was on their phone and blasted them at 55 miles per hour, you know, caused them to have surgery. The defendant's gone. And fortunately, unlike family law, our clients don't really hate the defendant like, you know, in a, in a divorce per se sometimes. Uh, so the defendant's kind of gone. They might be irritated, but they understand at the end of the day, this wasn't purposeful. Um, and the insurance company, they no longer talk to after the first week or two on their property damage is gone. So they're not hearing the, the bad side of their cases. They're living their experience and we're delivering information. And so at, after a year, two, three years, like we become the face of all of this and you have to walk a fine line kind of giving them the advice and what they need to hear to make a reasonable decision when it comes time to settle a case uh, and not becoming the enemy that is, you know, the one that's did, 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 the, did the bad thing in the first place. So that's the hardest part. And so all that being said, it, it's very nice when a client is satisfied with your services, right? That's, it's very nice, but it's kind of rare because usually what they say, a good settlement, both one side thinks they paid too much, one side thinks they didn't get paid enough. And so while we do this day in and day out, and I can sit here and tell you that's a great settlement on my case, or, you know, you probably should have got more. Um, the clients have no idea. And so they make their opinion. And it is kind of funny that the cases that you think they're not going to be happy with, those are the clients that are just, thank you so much, Mr. Reed. Oh, I'm going to refer you. And the clients that I, I know, we knocked this out of the freaking park. You know, your case was shit and I got you a great settlement and you're the one that's pissed off. 
So it's just kind of, there's no rhyme or reason, unfortunately. You mentioned both your, the, the team that works with you and your family. What do you do for fun outside of the office? Yeah, um, we, a lot of our social life has been tied in with networking. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's still, it's still fun, but it's still, you know, do I want to go like tonight? Do I want to go to this happy hour, shower at the gym, meet, the, meet with this, uh, this uh, colleague at 6.30 on a Wednesday after I was up at 6 a.m.? No, they got to do it. Um, but for fun, fun, you know, me and my wife like to travel a lot. We don't have any children or pets, so, you know, we try to travel as much as we can. Go to you know, like uh, going to the beach as much as possible and unwinding. It's a very stressful profession. So getting the hell out of here is how we uh, are able to deal with it Monday through Friday. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Quick legal disclaimer: We are not giving any legal advice on this podcast. Ryan is in the state of Florida, so if you are not in the state of Florida, seek counsel, licensed where you are. Ryan, for our folks watching or listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? Yeah, our website, uh, needbreed.com, N-E-E-D-R-E-E-D.com. There's a, a very good Q&A uh, blog there, a lot of good articles. Uh, of course, you can submit questions uh, through the website. Um, but again, if you're not in Florida, can't really help you too much other than uh, advise you to Google a lawyer in your area. <laughs> All right. This has been Seth Green with Ryan Reed. Ryan, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Seth. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you next time or talk to you next time. Thanks again to Bob Lehman, financial advisor, for referring us to Ryan. Thank you, everybody. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>